Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. We, you know, we appreciate him. You know, now that he's been on bigger pockets, you know, we appreciate you coming down here to these these little podcasts. You know, uh, downwind. You know, we got we got the legend, Mr. Mark Simpson, in the house. How are you doing, sir? My absolute pleasure. I think this is number three. I know okay. it is number three. This is the this I is the hat trick ball. Hat trick. Yeah, ball. you and my my one of my best friends. You, you've been on three times. Um, and she says every time she comes on, she has another kid. I think you might be have the same record too. <laughs> that's true. I just had baby number four. So, but yeah. that's it though. There's there's no more. So no more. Uh, <laughs> no more. So 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 last time we talked, you were in Spain. You had three babies. Now you have four babies. You're in London or or in that area, England. Yeah. A little, um, bit. A little bit. You released a book. You got another one coming. You've been on bigger pockets. Uh, you spoke at the event. There's so many different things coming on. Um, you know, we're just gonna jump right into it. You know, I I like to study from afar. Like I look. I'm I'm always you know re- let's call it uh, casual research, and I've never seen this many short-term rentals for sale on the market, whether it be interest rates or, or just kind of in general, are you, you know, you spend your whole, you know, your whole business is coaching, um, you know, host, what are you hearing and, and kind of, you know, I'm not nervous. I think the opportunity is available uh, a ton, but what are you hearing and kind of your overall sentiment on what's going on right now? I mean, it's, it is different all over, all over the world. And there's so much context uh, around it. Um, you can definitely see that with 2020 and everything that happened, there were so many people who jumped into short-term rentals from an investment point of view because of the returns that was being pushed around on, on social media um, for so many reasons. Uh, cruises were, were gone, hotels, no one was staying in hotels. And so there was a large chunk of people who had never, ever ventured into a short-term rental having to to get away. And because of that, there was so demand. Demand was just crazy. And there were so many people that were pivoting to from long-term, from mid-term to short-term and having great results. And with that, people were buying in the most remote locations that you could possibly imagine and having a ton of success. Now things have started to sort of go back to normal, 2019 levels normal, and cruises are back open. People are back in the hotels. There is less people traveling to the extent of what they were in 2020, 2021. And with that, people that blindly went into an area just because they heard it was a good area are now struggling because they're not amount the same of people that are visiting. And plus as well, if you sort of look at that area in a whole, you could literally insert name on any area. There will be hosts in that area that are very good at marketing that are very good at brand awareness, that are very good at retargeting, that will swallow up the majority of the uh, the interest in that area. And so with that, people then go, okay, well, this has got no bookings. 
this has got X, Y, and Z, and I'll either do a couple of things, try and swap it out for a long-term. If long-term is not a solution, mid-term, if mid-term is not a solution, then sell. Over in the UK, what, what you're finding is that the majority of the people that are, that are selling are unmotivated or just um, people are coming to the end of their careers and are looking to get out. The models that people are maybe getting out of, it could be bed and breakfast, AKA small motels. It could be an, an industry that is maybe going down a decline. People are just wanting to get, to get out, you know, and, and there's so much, so many reasons for that. But like you said, uh, and you know, to quote Warren Buffett, when everybody is fearful, you know, that's when you're greedy, you go and, you know, and grab them. And, and that's what's, what, what is happening. You know, there's so many investors, so many people have got their systems, their structures, their marketing down that are, snapping up these these locations that are currently for sale well what's interesting is my buddy wrote yesterday he's a big apartment syndicator and he said every investment is either good or bad predicated on the amount of time that you're willing to look at it. meaning the timeline of the investment right yeah and i have um I've shifted my narrative the last two weeks with me personally and the way i view real estate it's how i got my start we, we have a venture fund where we're buying businesses. We're doing a couple of different things. We're doing some M&A, stuff like that, stuff that I really enjoy. I think that what we've sold on social media is that real estate is this fast thing, right? These, these crazy returns on short-term rentals, which are there, but when they're not there, they're really not there. Right. And, and, and this is why I've been screaming from the rooftops, small hotels, you know, multifamily where you're spreading it across doors, where you just don't have some big six bedroom house, you know, left empty if nobody books it is, in my opinion, the easier way to go. But more importantly, this is why you need to double down on the service that you offer, where you're really creating a brand and marketing. And I hope that this will be kind of the fall, the, the last straw where people understand, you know, Perfect example. Let's not even use the OTAs. Let's use Airbnb. Let's use uh, Instagram. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was getting between five to 7,000 views on a, a reel for three months straight. They changed the algorithm. Now I get a hundred or 200 views. Am I supposed to stop posting? No, it doesn't matter. The consistency is where we're at. And this is where people, it's a feast or famine mentality that we have to shift in a mindset. Mm, 100%. No, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't agree more. And there's, there's so many buckets that you can put money into and like your, your like sort of investment strategy. And if you use your investment and look at real estate and you treat real estate like you would do a mean coin in cryptocurrency, then you're going to get burned in some way, shape or form. Where if you were invested in, say, a more stable coin, then the benefits will be there in, in, the, in, the, in the medium and the long term. And, you know, there's so many people that have maybe just quickly dumped something into something to hope, wish and pray that it's going to work. Where if you invest with a no mentality, as in I know, these numbers stack up and I know this is going to work, not just in 2020, not just in 2021, but 2023, 2024 and beyond, then you'll, 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 you'll come out of your own smiling. Well, there's never a scenario where I'm going to stop 
doing Airbnb. I'll do it till I'm 99 because it enhances my lifestyle that I'm looking to create, right? And my number one thing that I say, and I'll say, I say it all the time, is too many people are trying to invest in something to get out of something instead of enhance a life they already have. Mm, good. It's, it's an opportunity for you to add on to what you're already doing, but you've made your identity is I'm a real estate, I'm an Airbnb guy. Like Airbnb is a facet of what I do. You're a business owner and you build direct bookings, but now you're an author, a father, a speaker, a podcaster, right? And I think that when somebody's listening to this and they're building a brand out, when you can elevate yourself off of being behind that and you're just you, then it really allows you the freedom to kind of move back and forth through your brand and not be tied up in a box. Yeah, it's it's all about for me when I had the idea for Boostly and and more that Boostly became a became a a business. It was about making sure that we had number of different income revenue generating um, aspects, touch points. So you mentioned about the book that's now Amazon. You you mentioned uh, the podcast. Podcast brings its own revenue stream through sponsors. YouTube. So now we have YouTube, but there's also as well we we have. Like merchandise we have the actual websites themselves we have you know the the, the main products that, that boostly has and we definitely have our 60 30 10 split so 60 percent comes from websites it comes through our uh, members the 30 percent is from x y and z but then that 10 percent isn't just focused on one thing it's made up of many 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 little things that just keep it keep it going so just in case for whatever reason amazon decide to shut us down then we're not solely relying on that. We've got other revenue streams co coming in and it doesn't matter what little road bumps get thrown at us along the way, we are, we are totally covered. And that's in terms of income, but it's also the same with our marketing. And marketing, we don't just rely solely on, say, Facebook. We've got every single angle, every single aspect going on with that. So just in case, again, Facebook gets shut down, we can't use it at all, then we've got the other things that we can quickly sort of jump into. And, and from a marketing point of view, right, I, I was reading a great book the other day that said marketing should be pulled apart to two different basic premises. There's a short term, you know, uh, you know, monthly kind of daily view, and there's a long term brand version. Do you kind of adhere to the same thing Is there's kind of two different things going on? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the thing that I, the quote I always remember is, is uh, branding is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And that's something that you can't build in a short-term basis. That is something that you build up over the medium and the long-term. That's been really important. But at the same time, you can't always be hedging your bets on the, on the medium to, to, to long-term to, to, to sort of hope and pray that in like three, five, six, 10 years time, you're going to have people talking and recommending about you. So that's where marketing comes in and that takes care of the short-term. That takes care of um, the here and now. To, to sort of get people aware of your business and your brand that will cover the bills and cover whatever in, in, the, in, in that short term, this month, next month, and the month after. So yeah, I totally 100% agree, agree with that. And, and the crazy thing is when you're getting started in whatever vertical you're getting started in, you've got to be battling both at the same point and pretty much you're doing it all yourself. And then hopefully you sort of build up enough of a war chest after month one, month two, month three, so then you can then do the who, not how. So instead of you going, how am I going to crack this? It's who can I bring in to help me crack this? And, you know, and it's, um, it's a journey. 
that's why we love the I'm, journey more than a destination. I'm really glad you brought that up and you're going to, I'm about to show you how my mind shifted to what I'm into. I have had you on twice. We talked about direct booking and Airbnb, but what we've never talked about, and, and I've never even had a conversation with you about this. You know, you built, how long has Boostly uh, been in? 2016. Yep. Okay. You've built a very substantial company with a lot of employees. I've never spoke to you about that. When you had the idea, when you started out, kind of what was the the initial vision back then? Well, even when I started out, I had um, a virtual team member, virtual assistant, um, but that's the same person that I had that was helping me at the family business, which was the granary. Um, and I've always sort of popped the sort of the Pringle box, so to speak, when it comes to outsourcing and delegation. And now it's grown from one person. So it was me doing the majority. And then there was my, my Laura, who was based in Spain. She was doing, you know, a lot of the admin and, and X, Y, and Z. But then that, that, that slowly increased to, you know, three people, then it was five people then 10 and then 10 became 20. And then as the business started to grow and we needed some more support, more developers, more programmers, uh, then we grew a little bit further Then we needed finance. Um, and every single step, um, what I've tried to do is I've tried to relinquish the things that I shouldn't be doing that helps me to focus on moving the, the business forward. And again, there's been some fantastic resources, Who Not How by Dan Sullivan, Who by Jeff Smart, and Clockwork by Mike McCallowitz. Combination of those three books have been, been everything to me to sort of lay the mindset, the framework, the templates, the, et cetera, the guidelines of what to do, to now to the point where not only do we hire, but we're no longer hiring Swiss Army Knives. And what I mean by that is that not just hiring one person who can be COO, who can also be a, a support staff, who can also be a programmer, a developer, et cetera. We've hired the people for their center of excellence, like true A players in that one little vertical that they're in. And now it just means that we've been able to, now we've got a marketing team. We've got a full finances team, as in we've, we've got a financial director. We've got a, a bookkeeper. We've got a debt collector and a uh, and um, someone to help with the uh, admin of finance. We've got a, a full marketing team. Uh, we've got people that are focused on short form content, people focused on long form content. We've got email copywriter. We've got blog posters, uh, blog writers, and we've got software support, project managers. Um, and now we've got 40 members of staff. So it's, and it's all been done like slowly over time with a nice little curve. And it's just been so many lessons learned to where now, you know, I can truly say that my my main role is to design Boostly, as in think of ideas. And because I've eliminated 90% of the doing, it means that when I have an idea, we can instantly put it into practice, whatever that may be. It could be the, the, the next book. It could be an, an idea for an event or whatever it may be. But it means that we can instantly uh, implement it instead of going, right, that's a great idea. Let me write that down, put it in a note, and I'll come back to it on a rainy day it just means that we're constantly improving the product so for example one of the things that we've recently done with our direct booking websites we've got two packages one that's totally done for you which is about five thousand dollars one that's a done with you so it's a more of a diy but we've we, we help you along the way with support videos etc cetera, etc cetera. one of the major pain points that we could see from our net protector net promoter score our nps was that when it came to actually the host building out the site, they got really stuck on the listing. 
as in all the information that they put on Airbnb, but then having to duplicate it onto their Boostly direct booking site. So what we were able to do, we were able to work with our team to create a scraper on Airbnb, where when the host simply goes onto their Boostly website, they paste in the link to their Airbnb listing and it populates it in two minutes, literally like that. So it eliminated hours of faffing, hours of copy paste and getting frustrated and whatnot, and then just not doing it. And they can literally have their listing for their website ready in like two minutes, which means that it just sped up the whole process. And so by bringing all these different people in and all these, all these, all these different verticals of, of what we do behind the scenes, it just means that more ideas can get implemented a lot quicker, which means happier hosts, which means happier customers, happier clients, which means uh, we've got our own super fans that tell of us about it. So much there. One thing is, is that with the technology that's out there with the free information, you know, really at this day and age, really all you have is speed. That's really all you have. Right. And yeah. I interviewed my, one of my mentors, uh, two weeks ago, he has 12 businesses. He has five kids. He works nine to one Monday through Thursday, and he doesn't own a laptop. <laughs> and he said, he said, he said, Austin there. So here's the pie. There's a hundred percent. He's like, I do. My specialty is 2% of what we need to be successful. But my 2% drive business, be the face, all that stuff makes up about 400% of the overall company. But the moment that I step out of the 2%, we're, we're not where we need to be. And mm. it's, you remind me a lot of him is like you over the, over years, and I'm sure it's not something that happens easy, but over years, you've, you've understood to stay in your lane. And then, you know, my, you know, Jim, Jim Collins, you know, hire one to hire 10, mm. like to really surround yourself with those A players because I have a tendency to just delegate everything. And then <laughs> at first I was like, when I found out about it, now it's like, okay, no, let's really make sure that everybody knows exactly what they're going to do. Like me, you know, I go find the businesses. I go find the opportunities. I put the team together. Like I do that better than most. But if you ask me to break down this thing, I, I'm like, it's, it's going to be stuck in, for yeah. like a month, you know? And it seems like you really honed in on that skill for yourself and your businesses. Yeah, you know, it's hard and it's weird. I always say every single, when you level up your business, it's like when Neo first saw the matrix, like you, it's so foggy, and misty, as in you can't see the, you know, you can't see the end result, but something happens. You either read a book, listen to a podcast, you have that aha moment, and then it just becomes a lot more clearer. And then it's like, you literally like, you look like you're looking at the matrix for the first time. And it's like, wow, okay, I can do this. I know exactly what I need to do. And they just come at different times. And it's weird how it comes, it hits you in many different ways, whether you meditate on it, whether you write it down journal, or it literally just comes to you as you're driving in your car. But it's, uh, it's exciting. This is, you know, what, why everybody always says that the journey is a lot better than the destination. Is there, is there, when you, when you started and obviously, you know, you had one employee, now you have 40. Um, did you have to grow as a person and as a leader, did leadership happen over time by you growing in your personal development? Or is it something that you felt that was in you from the beginning and you just sharpened it over the years? it's hard to tell that's a good question is that it's hard to sort of tell if it's always been within you i definitely feel like you have to learn it and it's learned from doing one of the things that we do at the moment and it's something that i've sort of said is a definitely a game changer every member of staff that comes in 
uh, at like a, a seniorish role, I get everybody to do a personality test. So I'm very much the, and we talk about the Enneagram personality test. So I'm very much the seven and the three, which seven and a three, eight and three is very much uh, entrepreneur driven. It's like move fast, you know, move fast and, you know, break things, you know, done is better than perfect, et cetera. So I need to know everybody's personality type that we're bringing in. So if somebody is a, is like a little bit different than mine, I need to know how to speak to them. For example, you know, I don't want a, a company full of, of yes, men. I don't want a company when I say, this is an idea. I want them all to go, Oh, brilliant. Well done. Mark. Tap pat on the back. We won't get anything done there because if I'm wrong and we go down that route and we're going down the wrong route, I find that when as business gets bigger and business gets, you know, up those levels, you've got less room to make errors. I feel like if you make an error, when the, the more levels you go up, then, you know, things can get hairy a lot quicker, which means that not only you suffer, but then the whole company suffers and their families can suffer. So if I had a company full of yes men and just saying, I think we should do this and they all turn around and go brilliant, fantastic. Then I would say we asked the wrong path. So I want to make sure that we have people that aren't afraid to speak up and give their opposing views. But at the same time, you know, I like to be able to move fast, move fast, move fast. So if there's somebody on the team who's senior and they've got a different sort of personality to mine, uh, maybe is a bit more cautious, ask questions, let's pause before we go fast, then I need to know which who that is because when I'm speaking to them, I need to be able to quickly be a chameleon from one person to the other. And these are sort of things that you just learn over time by you know, surrounding yourself with, with good people, you know, that whole five chimps thing, surround yourself with, with five, you know, people are at similar level, et cetera, but those five chimps won't be the same forever. You know, you will move on and, and get different people. So surround yourself by good people, get yourself the right books to watch and listen and, and learn from. Um, and again, that, that will change as, as you evolve. Like we were at the start, I was going down the marketing rabbit hole. So I would watch a lot of Gary V. I would, uh, read books on, you know, uh, story brand from Donald Miller. But over time, when we, when we started to generate a lot of referrals and a lot of people coming into the business, we were selling a lot, but we didn't have our back end right. So then I started to read stuff about, you know, like say who, not how to who and clockwork to get the systems and the structure in place. And then I would read book on customer satisfaction. So how to never lose a customer again by Joey Coleman, talk triggers by Jay Bear, um, which would fine tune in the point of sale to the point of the website going live. So really focusing on, on the customer care part and everything that I have learned, I've implemented into Boostly, but then I take what I learn and I make sure that I can explain it. So any short-term rental host or midterm rental host can implement it into their business as well. So it's like, it's, it's a win, win, win for, for me really. And for Boostly and for Boostly members, because um, everybody, every single part of it is being impacted. I mean, isn't that the, the difference that I've seen is that people investing in short-term rentals, if you're investing in long-term rentals, you're investing in real estate. If you're investing in short-term rentals, you're investing in business. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of the, and, and my kind of with leadership, right? That's the number one question I get from my clients. It's the number one thing I focus on uh, over everything, proper communication with the team. I tell them the driver doesn't change, but the car does. Mm, yeah. You know, awesome. and, and it's the easiest way to describe it. I have clients in New York. Mark, if you met me in New York, you would be like, who is this laid back, 
this guy's not laid back. <laughs> he's hard charging. He's wearing crazy, you know, he's, he's, he's direct because I know that's what they're used to. And then, you know, my fiance always says she can hear when I'm talking to a client who's a girl, a coaching client who's a girl, because I'm a little softer, not as rough. Yeah. You know, everybody kind of needs a different speed. But here's the problem that I find in just human psychology is that people are saying, well, I'm not being my true self if I'm doing that. No, you know, you are because your values and your mission and your goals are the same. It's just different. You got to read the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, massively. You do have to be a sort of a chameleon as such, but obviously at the same time, always sticking to your true beliefs or goals and whatnot. And, you know, and I, you know, I, I feel like I always naturally default down to like, just being a nice person. Uh, you know, it's, it's very hard because I, I really, my sort of personality type is I want everybody to like me, but there are going to be times in business and with, with what you do, but you're going to have to sort of piss off a few people, so to speak, you're not going to do it on purpose, but it's just about making sure that you're totally transparent and, you know, you try and be as transparent as you possibly can do, but that's why you just need good people around you, good people to sell, sort of help back you up and all the good things. So I feel like, and, and this is like a common theme if, I mean, there's some amazing books and resources out there. The Tools of Titan by like Tim Tim Ferriss is a really good one. But there's a there's a constant theme where they all say that the businesses that succeed the most they surround themselves with the right people. And mm -hmm. you know, as 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 unfortunate as it may be, when you first start out, you may need to hire a couple of C and B players. But as you go along, you need to be getting a lot more A players than there are B or C. And it's, it's scary. It's daunting because you naturally assume that that means you've got to put more money to it or give up equity, et cetera. And that can be scary and daunting, but you know, I think the sooner that you can do so, the sooner you can really start to, I mean, I've, I've seen the benefits of Boostly 110%. And you know, it's, they come at you when, when you need them the most and they help transform your business and help catapult and launch your business to that next, that next level. Is it a guy that runs like a, couple hundred million dollar uh garage door company uh it's a, he's got a great podcast and he said what he does with his c-suite guys is he brings them in on a six-month consulting fee contract before he gives them the full-time contract because he wants to see are you say are you going to do what you say you're going to do are you going to gel with the team are you going to be a nice guy yeah. are you going to pick up slack like and it really is those hires, man, because I've really realized that we're creating a mergers and acquisition firm that's going to have a hiring arm recruiter. Man, I think that's, I, if I had to say the one thing that people don't give enough credit to is the hiring process from start to finish is, is mentally, physically exhausting. Like it really is. I've done it for some clients and I'm like, this is the hardest thing I've done and I've done a lot of hard things. It's just, yeah. it is hard, man. You're, you're reading a piece of paper. You're trying to judge them. It's a full psychology thing. But I, yeah, uh, I even outsource that part of what we do, because again, it is so daunting. And if I can find somebody that can help take say 95% of that off me, then amazing. Because again, I'm such a soft touch. I'm that sort of person on an, on an interview. I'll just hire everybody that I speak to. I'll be like, Oh my God, you're amazing. Let me hire you. And I've, I have done that before and it's not worked out well. So yeah, again, it's the who, not how, um, obviously there's, there's some part that you have to play. Like we've just been hiring appointment setters and, and closers at, uh, at Boostly. And, you know, there's, there's a, there's a team that I've got helping me with 95% of it. I have to do that 5%, but that's good because that's the, that's the fun part. That's where you get to the last sort of 
last round and you know you just revved up and you're just looking forward to, to, to sort of meeting to the potential that's going to come on board and it's just a case of doing the final part so yeah i mean there's the good thing now in 2022 moving to 2023 is that there is a solution there's a service and there's a there's something out there for every aspect of your business if you need help on sort of automation there's something there if you need help on whatever uh, let's say graphic design or whatever you can easily find somebody if you need help with recruiting there's a service out there and there's something for everybody you just got to be able to uh, find it and then more importantly implement it and it it all depends on where you are in your business like two years ago or a year ago i wouldn't have been ready to hire um, an american appointment setter or an american salesperson we are now ready for that because of the growth and where we've been sort of going so like the journey does sort of dictate and direct you along the way but you've got to be ready at those certain points to be able to grab on and um, enjoy the ride. I love it. So if people want to follow your content, they want to figure out uh, more about you, how would they do that? Instagram is always the best place. I love Instagram. It's the only app I have on my phone. Uh, that is at Boostly UK. So B-O-O-S-T-O-Y-U-K. Come and say hi. Uh, and uh, yeah, if, you, if you've got any questions about short-term rentals or anything, business related just just drop it drop it in a dm guys if you got some value from this episode thank you for listening to construct your life with austin lenny if you enjoyed this episode be sure to rate review subscribe and pay it forward by sharing with a friend most importantly take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned for show notes resources and more information on one-on-one coaching with austin visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.